Welcome to Home Selling Hero, hosted by real estate veteran Tom Didier. Each week, we break down today's ultra-hot home seller's market and give you the tips, tricks, and guidance to navigate the selling process and get the most out of selling your home. Proudly presented by the Tom Didier team. Let's jump in. What's up, everybody? Greetings and moyen, and welcome back to the Home Selling Hero podcast. I am your host, Tom Didier, with Remax United, and today's guest is Andrew Nagel. Uh, you guys have heard from him before. He is a second-time guest now, and today's topic is very relevant. It is uh, currently June of 2022. Um, it's a crazy market, and our topic is going to be on why to not consider selling for sale by owner in this market. Uh, for sale by owner, of course, in our slang is FISBO. We refer to FISBOs all the time. But I think we're going to have some really relevant information to at least consider if, you, if you're thinking about doing it on your own. And this is not a bash session for anybody that has successfully done for sale by owner or for anybody that's actually considering doing it. You all have your own reasons. But we're here today to give you just a couple of ideas. Hats off to the Golden State Warriors. I fell asleep last night, but I woke up this morning, and apparently they are the NBA champions. Andrew and I are lifelong Bucks fans. Woo-hoo. I don't know. I was cheering for Boston the whole way. Who were you cheering for? Ooh, I had Warriors the whole way. I figured there'd be no way that Boston could pull off uh, six or seven games in Boston, uh, specifically with Steph Curry. So I had Golden State the whole way. He does deserve it, but I, I think Jason Tatum was pretty special. Four yeah. four rings now. Yeah. He's in there with the talks of LeBron and Jordan. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They're good. We'll be back freak. next year. We'll be back next year. We'll mm-hmm. have Chris Middleton, and we'll, we'll, we'll have another go. All right, so why to not sell for sale by owner? It's been our experience that there's always number one. There is the one reason that people want to sell by owner, and I think it is that they want to save money and save on that commission. Agreed? Totally agree. And what we're going to try and argue intelligently today is that consider that by enlisting the help of your broker, you can actually net more money. And we're not going to get into the weeds of statistics because we started doing that, getting ready for this podcast. I was reading all sorts of reports on what that number is, how much more a seller gets by enlisting a broker. And it seems to be a range. I've seen some as low as 4% more, and I've seen one that was in, in excess of 10%. So let's just use that range that if you guys Google your own Google your own information, you're going to find that the average sales price for a piece of property that is brokered by a professional broker is about five to ten percent higher than if you're going to do it on your own. Um, so consider that. So why don't you just jump in, Andrew? On well, let's just say how come we can get more than the average owner? At the end of the day, pricing is key, right? So part of what you're banking on our experience uh, for is pricing. Um, I know we had a, a podcast in the past that, that talked about how important pricing is, especially in this market. And when you're for sale by owner, uh, getting it to the exposure and the pricing on the market is going to ultimately get you more money, right? Supply and demand uh, in this particular market, which is really what our topic is about, is uh, we still have a high demand, low supply. With a for sale by owner, um, if they you know, hire us and our experience to price it right and get it to the exposure, that's ultimately going to create the most demand. And then as a result, uh, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that you're going to get more offers and you're going to get a bidding competition and you're going to get, you know, an exponential amount of 
of, of offers and and the price. Yep. More exposures well. means so. more leads. Really, it's yeah. the exposure. At the end of the day, more, it's exposure. More exposure, more leads, more buyers, more offers. That should all translate into a higher possible price. And we'll back up for a second. One thing we've we talked about getting ready for this podcast also is that I think there's a little misnomer out there that um, the consumer thinks that we earn a commission for finding a buyer. And maybe 25, 35 years ago, there, there, there was some truth to that. But the fact of the matter is anybody with an internet connection and a, a sign can find a buyer. We can all find buyers. It's really the complexity of the transaction, choosing the buyers and getting as many as possible. So I always tell sellers that we are, we are not paid mm -hmm. to find you a buyer. You can find a buyer on your own. It's just a matter of what are you going to do when you find that, yeah, you what find do you do that then? one buyer. So in this market, it's not unusual for us to bring five or 10 or even 15 buyers in writing to each seller. So at this point, you know, the way we're earning our commission is by helping you navigate that transaction. And, but it, like Andrew said, it's, it's the number of offers that brings you that higher price. All right. So then let's get into what else. Um, the legal concerns, you know, 28 years ago when I started the offer to purchase, I believe was four pages uh, front and back. And I don't even know, I should have that. What is our offer to purchase now with addendums? And everything? It's more than 10 that, pages. It? Well, the standard is 10 and then you do addendums and I mean, you could easily be to 18 to 20, you know, easily. Yeah. It's, it's a complex situation with a lot of, lot of ins and outs. And of course we'll give our, our, uh, disclaimer. We are not attorneys. We are licensed real estate agents. Um, but we are not attorneys, but practicing in this field does allow us to help the seller understand what an offer to purchase is and understand the complexities of each thing. So, if you're with a real estate broker, you really do limit your liability, in my opinion. We've seen that where we can put sellers in a position to really protect themselves and, and reduce that overall liability. So we've got the exposure. We've got more offers. We're, we're limiting your liability. And then the next thing is negotiating, right? I mean, talk a little bit about negotiating, which is actually what we do, correct? Negotiating, it doesn't necessarily mean, all right, you got you know multiple offers, one offer, and you're just negotiating the right. price, right? I mean, that's probably the the you know the the less complicated piece of it. But when you talk about a ten to a twenty page contract, you could be negotiating you know multiple terms. It's not just the price, um, from ins from inspections to deadlines to closing. You know, a big theme right now is is rent backs. You know, and, when, and if you're for sale by owner and you get uh, a buyer that's going to give you a pretty complicated offer. Um, again, negotiating just the price is one thing, but to negotiate all the other terms um, to meet what your needs and wants are. It's a very complex transaction, and a lot of things can happen along the way. If you have an offer, Andrew talked about the rent back situation, but which lender is being used, survey, title issues, all those little things that you really do need some professional help to navigate, that's part of the reason um, you hire us and we earn our commission. To piggyback off you know, what I was saying, too, it's it, you know every time we get... An offer to purchase or purchases that come in, right? It's a chronological order. There are certain things that happen first, and then you make your way through the transaction. And kind of going back off of your point of negotiating, it's one thing to negotiate the price when the offer comes in, but there are these steps and stages throughout the offer to get you to closing that are continual negotiations. It's not just a one and done, okay, I negotiated my terms. Well, now what happens, you know, when such term needs to be negotiated because it's falling through? You know, to your point, you know, there's some items that came up on a home inspection. Who do you find? Who fixes it? So it goes on and on and on that it's more than just a one-and-done negotiation. It is a continual until yep, you get until to you that get closing, to closing table. Um, another thing, going backwards here, back to the pricing we talked about, another thing 
Another reason to consider to get more money is that a buyer sees a for sale by owner as a target. A buyer sees somebody selling their house on their own. They they tend to get very excited and think, well, this person has nobody negotiating on their behalf. Buyers typically want to save the same commission you're trying to save. And I think that's part of the reason that the, the transactions that close privately between a buyer and seller are generally just a little bit lower, is that the buyer sees that as an opportunity for himself also. When we bring so many buyers to the table, every buyer that writes an offer on our listing probably is under the assumption, depending on which broker is representing them, that they're going to be competing and they put their best foot forward. So when you look at all of the options that are available for today's do-it-yourselfer, you know, with the internet and YouTube, there's a lot of things you can do on your own. Um, We were coming up with some scenarios and what you can do on your own. You know, if you need a knee replaced, I don't know of anybody trying to replace their knee on their own, but I bet you somebody Googled it and thought, well, we can do this without a doctor. But that's an extreme example. Obviously, if somebody needs a knee replaced, you're going to hire a professional doctor that has some experience and you're going to do it on your own. There's little examples of like we talked about plumbing. Well, if your sink's leaking, are you going to take a shot at doing it on your own or are you going to hire a plumber? Personally, I anything I try to fix plumbing gets worse. So I've learned over the years that I do not <laughs> I do not mess with plumbing. I've I've tried to fix it on my own and it got worse. Money well spent. You don't want to create a bigger problem. We talked about the car industry and I don't think Andrew and I would consider ourselves car experts, but it's interesting when you go to Kelly Blue Book and you want the value of your car, it tells you multiple values, obviously based on the condition, but it also shows you, are you going to be buying from a dealership or a private party? It tells the buyers that you can you can get it cheaper buying at a private party. So that means as a seller, you're going to get less money selling it privately. So it's the same thing with a professional dealer. I'm always a dealer guy. I've bought a couple cars on my own. Um, but I do like the professionalism and the service you get when you're when you're buying a dealer car because, you know, there's... You know, there's people behind mm-hmm. it. So another example of you can do it on your own, but maybe it's not for you. Um, let's talk about the legal liabilities and the forms. Forms are constantly changing on us. Yeah, the, the WRA or the Wisconsin Realtors Association, they're the ones that are putting out all the legal forms. Um, I would say, you know, to your point, constantly they're making updates. You have different legislator. You have, you know, different things that we're seeing in our industry. So one thing to have, to get access, but to be able to understand them, be able to negotiate them and dissect them and kind of to what we alluded to earlier, um, getting through the contracts in a timely manner and understanding how, for example, the right to cure works or, you know, uh, we all hope and pray that everything goes smoothly. But in the event that it goes you know, sideways, yep. what are you going to do? Um, and, and, you know, if you don't have that experience, um, which is what we have and bring to the table, you, how, how, you, how can you get yourself through all those situations? And that's part of our continuing education. In the state of Wisconsin, every two years you got to do a bunch of continuing education. It's been – there's probably been more form changes in the last 10 years, I've noticed, than the, the previous 10 before that. And that's because this market is very dynamic and we're, we're coming up with new ways to negotiate contracts. Andrew talked about the rent back – there's a lot of the accelerator clauses, decelerator clauses. There's this new thing. What is the title issue we're called uh, that we're dealing with right now? Fer- FERPTA, right? FERPTA, because so we just we just include the foreign ex- foreign investor. You, we get, you have to certify as a seller that you are not a foreign person. So that's been uh, incorporated, I believe, into the brand new condition report that's either out or coming out here shortly. So lots of changes, lots of changes, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things we do on your behalf is make sure we're up to speed on the changes. Again, we want to make sure that the contract is enforceable and really comes down to accountability. I think a broker can really hold a buyer to a contract much better than a private seller can. 
Absolutely. The other thing, too, is to take this kind of into context and look at it as a bigger picture, right? Kind of from our very first point of this whole topic today is exposure, right? So I would say 99% of the buyers out there are being represented by you and I, Tom, right? Brokers, agents, and we are going to write that offer on behalf of the buyer. And in this very competitive, crazy, unique market, right? We're writing things into offer to purchases that aren't common, that we haven't seen ever before. Like you have made accelerator clauses, inspection contingencies. You know, there's so many things that we're writing in here that aren't um, traditional. And so with a for sale by owner um, and your exposure is, okay, you get an offer to purchase that's most likely coming from a buyer's agent, another realtor. And now you're really on your own to try to negotiate navigate and understand what this contract means obviously then wrapping up into exposure post-closing you know then now you've in my opinion opened up a can of worms for you know a fly-by-night attorney no offense to any attorneys that are listening to this but you know that want to come after you because you didn't you know dot this this i and cross this t have a house to sell but not sure who to trust when it comes to getting the best deal and leveraging the current market Trust the experts at the Tom Didier team. With over a quarter century of selling Milwaukee, Tom and his team of real estate experts are here to ensure that you get every penny you deserve out of selling your home. No matter where you live in the dairy state, put one of Wisconsin's top real estate teams to work for you in selling your home and making the most of your real estate investment. Looking to buy a house instead? Tom and his team have you covered here as well, helping you craft and perfect the offer on your dream home. Visit SellingMilwaukee.com to find out how much your home could be worth and connect with the team to make your next real estate transaction a dream. Now, back to the show. I would say in in this market, I've never represented so many family members that are buying family houses. And I'm a huge fan of multi-generational housing. Um, my family owns uh, some pieces of property that have been in, been in the family for generations, and I love to assist in broker deals where something's getting passed down. But with these really big families we're representing right now, and there, there were so many family members interested that the family member that was responsible, the personal rep, said, listen, I can't negotiate with all these family members. We're a huge family, so we're just going to go this the conventional route. So keep in mind, you can hire your broker to help you negotiate a private deal, um, which goes to the point of, again, you don't pay us. We don't earn a commission to find a buyer. You pay us a commission to protect your interest, get as much as possible, guide you through the process, and make sure it actually gets to the closing table. So we we are a, a really valuable asset, even for somebody that has identified a buyer. We do we do go on a lot of listing presentations these days where sellers say, oh, we already have somebody. And we say, well, I hope you do. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy market. You should have five people by the time I get here. You know, our job is to bring you 10 or 20 more. But in this market, with our limited inventory, there are buyers that, you know, sometimes get identified prior to the purchase, and then we can come in and help you navigate along the way. So if a seller calls you in to do a listing presentation and they're considering hiring you, what are, what are your costs? What are their costs? What are, they, what are their costs up front? To hire us to represent them? Zero. Big goose egg. Zero. We are a 100% commission. We do not earn our commission until we successfully do our job. So there really is no risk for the seller to contract with us because we're not paying, we're not asking for any of our expenses up front. 
Um, it is a big, fat, zero goose egg. So when you're going into a listing contract, what can a seller expect from you in terms of timing? How long is it going to take you to sell their house? How long is your contract for? So we ask for a 90-day contract. That's enough in this market? Yes. What would you say your estimation is on a realistic time from the time it hits the market to the time they get to the closing table? Or is that too vague of a question? No, I think that as long as we can agree on a price and we price it appropriately, uh, there should be no reason why, you know, day one on the market, we don't have an accepted offer in the first four to seven days, if it's priced properly. That's the key. And what are we seeing in the marketplace right now? Middle of June 2022, obviously, um, interest rates have bumped up. It's still, in my experience, I actually have been through four transactions in this week. Buyers sort of freaking out because they're writing offers. They're getting a little pushy on their deadlines because they don't want the rates to keep going up. Um, and they're, they're still out there, you know. Even though the rates are going up, there's still pent-up demand. Rents, you know, even for sellers right now, they're still worried about that end of it with the rates going up and they're thinking that prices might level out, and it's still a great time to sell. I mean... Everybody needs a place to live, and rents are also at an historic high. So it's unless you're going to live in your parents' basement, you're either going to pay a lot in rent or you're going to pay a lot in an interest rate, but own. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, it's still still pretty crazy. The, the jumbo market is a little bit of an exception. You know, anything over 450 or half a million dollars is, is a little different, but if you're under that 450 mark, still crazy. I think we're still just under 6% for a 30-year fixed, correct? We're still, we're yeah, still it's right around 7, six, 5, 5, I've been telling yeah. people that until we get back over 7, I think historically rates are still low. Anything mm-hmm. under 7, in my opinion, based on my experiences, anything under 7 is still low, whether it's 3% or 6.5%. 7 kind of seems to be a norm. Well, you and I were just talking about this the other day. I think, too, the uh, ARM products are making a, a, a comeback you know, yeah, it's uh, a it's a it's a good solution for buyers to get that lower interest rate. You know, it takes a little bit of education, I guess, if you will, because you know that that's a bad term, right? People freak out when they hear ARM yeah. adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, yeah. But if you understand it and you have somebody that can actually explain it well, it's a great solution right now when these the the crazy volatile interest rates. Adjustable rate mortgage became a swear word in. You know, after the crash, because there it. were the, those were those were resetting. Well, those are three and, years. Right? Yeah, and now, yeah, you're right. I, I I predict six months from now, by the end of 2022, adjustable rate mortgage is probably going to be a pretty pretty hot item with the lenders. We'll see how things shake out. But I think you were saying you've got one um, that's a 10 year arm right now that you can convert Correct. to a 30 year yep. fixed. I think yep. that'll become yep. a real popular. They call it tool. a convertible mortgage. Yeah, they call it convertible. So 10 year arm. They're doing it at I think it was just. Four and a half percent. So ten-year arm, four and a half percent. At any time in that ten years, you can refi for just a flat, small, you know, nominal fee, the lender, and get into your fifteen, twenty, thirty-year fixed, whatever is best for you. Yeah, it seems like this this bump in interest rates is, has been done in an effort to curb inflation and these crazy rising home prices. I don't think it's going to do anything to curb the demand. And in my opinion, we can't have a crash. There's just too much demand. And if you look at the, the position the banks are in, the banks are in good position. They've been making really good loans to really good buyers for a long time. So we don't, we just don't have that situation where buyers without jobs, remember the, the ninja loans, no income, no job, no problem. Here you go. Sign away. So there's not, I could be wrong. We're not, we're not experts in that, but well, maybe we are, we're in the business, but 
my expert opinion is that there can't be a crash. There's just too much demand. There's still so much equity. I don't know how, how it could go backwards. So we'll see where things shake out. But still, still a seller's market. Great time to sell your house. One thing I'll point out is that it's never too late to enlist the help of your broker. Um, we have had a lot of people come to us in the middle of a transaction without representation and saying, hey, we're stuck. We're in the middle here. This was supposed to close. We didn't know we had to do this. And that works out fine. And, you know, we don't have any standard set commissions. Uh, a broker, that would be a violation of, of antitrust laws to have a standard set commission that isn't changeable. Uh, commissions are negotiable by law. By, defini- by definition, a commission needs to be negotiable. That doesn't mean a company has to has to change it. They can have their own in-house policies. But uh, by law, you can't have standard commissions. They need to be negotiable. And these opportunities come along where we get brought in to help close a deal. And sometimes we close the deal with that same buyer. Sometimes the advice we give our seller is, hey, there's a very small chance I can get this closed. We need to start over here. And there's nothing wrong with nothing wrong with starting over. In this hot market, you can start over and we can get it done again. Quick story about, oh, when I say quick story, all my stories are long, but it's an old one. I was It was quite a long time ago and um, a buyer came to me and said, hey, I found a house on my own. I want to buy it. I want to buy it. I want you to represent me. And we said, okay, we'll go We'll represent you under a buyer agency. So we went under a contract with a buyer. And, you know, they were going to pay our fee. We went and looked at the house. And I think it was one forty nine, and the buyer was intelligent enough to know that the seller had screwed up. They're like, "What's this house worth?" And I said, "I'm pretty sure it's worth every penny of two hundred, right?" And he said, "Yeah, that's what we were thinking." So we wrote up the offer um, somewhere for greatly over the price, but not so much that it confused the seller. But the seller said, hey, I'm not not paying your commission. We said, that's fine. We have a buyer agency agreement with the buyer. They're going to pay our fee. And the buy, the seller just couldn't understand why the buyer was willing to pay more than the purchase price. Obviously, the seller did not get any professional opinions. He thought he was saving a commission. In that scenario, that guy left at least forty grand of equity on the table minimum. So it's super important to enlist the help of your broker, get a professional price opinion, and, and sh- let them show you how you can net more money than you think. Yeah, and there's you know there's no obligation. So, you know, have us come, have us come over and do a walkthrough of the house and and give you all these opinions and and point you in the right direction. And how we operate, at least, is we're not you're not for, you're not forced to sign anything. You're hiring us, so we can at least point you in the right direction. We can give us an opportunity to show show you our value and, and why it's important to hire us, and and the rest will fall into place. I always tell our sellers, it's an unusual business for us to be in. We don't earn a penny, not a penny, unless we're successful. If we're unsuccessful, we don't get paid anything. That's our risk. That's our time and energy. And that's the that's the risk we're willing to take. We usually get paid. You know, one thing I was thinking about, too, in my personal experience is you, you, you meet people, right? You're out there doing your, doing your thing, and all of a sudden, like, oh, what do you do? You know, I'm in real estate sales, and I can't tell you how many times throughout the years I've heard it where somebody's like, oh, yeah, you know. We, uh, you know, we, we, we did our last sale for sale by owner. You know, we tried it ourselves. You get that whole, we tried it ourselves. I'd be willing to bet you that if I kept track of all those conversations, upwards of nine out of 10 of the, nine out of 10 of them would say, and I'll never do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tried it. I had my experience and I can see, <laughs> I can see your value now and I will never do it again. Yeah. The timing. I mean, people's time is valuable, right? I mean, that's, uh, you know, I don't, everyone's got their own thing, but Time is valuable, and we spend a lot of time doing it. We uh, divide up responsibilities to, to multiple agencies and third parties through a transaction, but your time is valuable. So I always tell sellers, make sure you value your time because this is going to be 
you know, if you're going to go about this on your own, you're going to be spending more time on this than you think. Yeah, it's sort of like the accountant analogy too, or example. You know, it's like you can you can do TurboTax. You know, you can you know what's your time worth? Because it's going to take you time to go through all of your receipts and all of your everything for the past twelve months. And you know, at the end of the day, you might have you know thought you saved some bucks, but when the IRS gives you a notice that you actually owe more now because you you checked the wrong box, and now you potentially have a little bit of a, a you know legality on your hands too. It's like, was it really worth it? Some people literally do their own taxes online, which is terrifying to me. I can't imagine how they do that. And then there's the in-between, which is what, like H&R Block, a walk-in place where they just file your taxes for you. And then, of course, there's CPAs that uh, I can't imagine even taking a stab at filing my own taxes. But we're in the business of real estate, and we own real estate, and uh, there's a lot to do there. So I would never consider filing my own tax return. Stay focused on what makes you, you know, your profession and what, what makes you money all day, and let us take care of the the real estate piece for you. All right. So to wrap things up and circle back, just consider, if you are considering for sale by owner, just consider bringing in a full-time real estate broker to show you how much more money they can potentially get you. It's totally normal to think you're saving on the commission, but it won't cost you anything to get an opinion on what that final price could be. If you can get more money and save time for yourself you know, why not? So if there's anything you guys need out there real estate wise, feel free to hit us up. Our website is sellingmilwaukee.com. Feel free to give us a call or shoot us a text with any ideas you have for this podcast. I've been getting some really good feedback. We're into like episode, I don't even know, seven or eight now and starting to get some good feedback for ideas, but we want to hear from you guys what you want to hear about. So my cell phone number is 414-881-3290. Feel free to shoot me a text or call me anytime. Andrew, you want to give yourself a plug if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, uh, call me, text me, 414-416-7161. Otherwise, feel free to connect with me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and would love to chat anything and everything real estate and give opinions and uh, hope we can help you out. Thanks for listening, everyone. With that, we will sign off. Remember, use a local lender. Buyers, use a local lender. Sellers, always choose an offer that uses a local lender. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to Home Selling Hero. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with Tom across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question about selling your home or buying your next one, reach out to Tom at tom at tomdidier.com or call or text him directly at 414-881-3290. Home Selling Hero is a production of Tom Didier Real Estate in partnership with Westport Studios. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and any information presented during the course of discussion is presented as reliable under the laws of the state of Wisconsin. Be sure to consult a local agent for any nuances where you may live.